Good evening, Island Church. It's Tuesday night, the 19th of May. Uh, we're coming back to you and teaching on the subject of sanctification. And, you know, the more I've studied this, the more I see uh, how the work of sanctification in my life personally has protected me. You know, uh, in the scripture, we see that we even uh, sanctify our food uh, by the word of God in prayer. And I believe that that's not just some ritual that we go through. I literally believe it's uh, something spiritual that God even does with our food uh, that helps us stay healthy and strong. Now, in 2 Corinthians, uh, there in verse uh, in chapter 6, I'm going to read you some scriptures there. But let me remind you kind of of our uh, jump, jumping off scripture there in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 30, where it says, Of Christ, uh, Christ has made unto us wisdom, uh, sanctification, redemption, and forgiveness of sin. So we've been looking at the sanctification or being set apart, uh, being set apart from the world. Now, he writes to the Corinthian church uh, there in the second letter, chapter 6, it says, be not unequally yoked uh, with unbelievers. Uh, for Now listen to this. For what have fellowship with righteousness, with unrighteousness? What communication hath light with darkness? What concord hath Christ with Belial? That's the word Satan or the devil. Or what part hath he that believeth with an infidel? And what agreement hath the temple of God with idols? For you are the temple of the living God, as God hath said, I will dwell in them, I will walk in them, I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Wherefore, come out from among them, and be ye separate, saith the Lord. Touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you, and I will be a father to you. You shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Almighty. I'm going to read this in the Passion. I like in the Passion, it, it, not so many these and thous in it, you know. It says, don't continue uh, to team up with unbelievers in mismatched alliances. For what partnership is there between righteousness and rebellion? Who could mingle light with darkness? What harmony can there be, uh, can there be between Christ and Satan? Uh, or what does a believer have in common with an unbeliever? What friendship does God's temple have with demons? For indeed, we are the temple of the living God. Just as God has said, I will make my home in them and walk among them. I will be their God. They will be my people. For this reason, come out from among them. Be separate, says the Lord. Touch nothing that is unclean, and I will embrace you. I will be a true father to you. You will be my beloved sons and daughters, saith Yahweh Almighty. Now, that's kind of been the whole purpose of, the, of, of kind of reviving and teaching on this word sanctification, which is basically the word holiness, which Christ has made unto us, that sanctification or that holiness, because of its not only protective nature in our life, but it's also the thing that gives us privilege. Both those things on each side, protection and privilege. Now, the natural mind, remember the Bible says the carnal mind or the natural mind is an enemy to God. Now, here's many times the, how can I say it, the rationalization of what a lot of people think. Say, well, you know, nobody's going to be my God. Uh, nobody's going to be uh, rule over me. You know, I'm a, I'm a free thinker. I'm free. I'm, I'm independent, uh, you know, to, to choose whatever I want to do. You know, in that right there, we find the very essence of self. Now, I think a lot of people think, well, you know, I really don't want to serve God. 
and, and you know, get involved with all their rules and regulations. And I'm not a, I'm not a Satan worshiper, you know, uh, in, in any way. Uh, so I'm going to stay right in the middle. But that's the greatest deception is that there is no middle ground. There's no place in there for humanity to fit in which they're really not, you know, children of God, but they're really not, you know, uh, children of the devil. No, you're either one or the other. It, 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 you're one or the other. And either a work of rebellion is going on on the inside of you as an unbeliever, or a work of sanctification is going on on the inside of you. Now, the key to either one is the will. The willpower of the individual is still a very strong thing when it comes to the human family and even God's family because it is something that God will not violate even amongst his children. He's not going to uh, uh, violate your will. On the, on the rebellious side of it, the iniquity that is in mankind, which is that motivation to sin, there's, there's many, many people that do not yield to that iniquity in its fullest. But that does not mean that it's not there. There's other people who just take off all of the restraints and yield to iniquity, to, uh, iniqui uh, iniquity totally. Uh, they, they live unrighteously. They live unholily. They live unclean. Uh, they, they live very negative lifestyles. And if you notice, everything that they're really involved in that gives them true pleasure or true identity in that rebellious state is destructive to them. It causes death to come quicker. It causes uh, sickness and disease to be more uh, 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 available to them. Uh, uh, poverty and lack. Uh, many of many people who have yielded totally uh, to the rebellion on the inside of them, we have to put them in a in an institution called the penitentiary or the prisons or the jails because their unwillingness uh, to suppress that in them affects all of us. That's what the criminal does. That's what the you know the drug dealer, the uh, the bank robber. Uh, you think well that doesn't affect anybody? Yeah, it affects everybody. But on the other side, on the believer side of it, once you get born again, once Jesus becomes your Lord and Savior, and you, by your own choice, by your will, you begin to allow that work of sanctification uh, to, uh, uh, to, to work in your life. I noticed this when I came back to the Lord over three decades ago. The more I yielded to the Word of God, to prayer, the more I submitted to my pastor, uh, the more I submitted to the vision of the church that I was a part of, the stronger the work of sanctification was in my life. It's like the closer I got to God, the less I wanted to be anything like the world. Uh, the closer I got to the Lord, as He began to set me apart for His work, for His service, He began to reveal His plan to me, began to bring a blessing to my life. He gave me a, a beautiful wife. He gave me a, a, an assignment in the earth to go preach the gospel. Uh, he's ra helped raise this, he's raised this church up. Uh, uh, that's part of God setting us apart uh, to do His will in this area and in the world. And all of the benefits that have come with that. And, and what's amazing is every time I pull back from it, any it seems like the momentum of it slows down. But every time I press into it even more, it seems like there's an acceleration of the blessing of God, an acceleration of the glory of God, and of the goodness of God that comes into my life. So you've got to realize all of these things that God is saying to, you know, don't touch the unclean thing, all of these. He's speaking that against the backdrop of the Corinthian church. What's unique about Corinth, Corinth was known literally for its prostitution. The, the Roman army, uh, many of the people that, that did commerce between Asia and the Middle East, they always went through that area. So it was an area that was renowned for its debauchery, for its uh, sexual impurity, for 
You just about name it, and it was going on in Corinth. So here goes Paul, and he begins to preach. He begins to minister. Apollos was also there at Corinth. They begin to uh, uh, team up with another uh, uh, husband and wife team, uh, uh, Aquila and Priscilla. And these people begin to preach righteousness. I mean, they begin to uh, show the, uh, the way to salvation, demonstrate the power of God. And people in mass begin to come into the kingdom of God and begin to, begin to form that church there at Corinth. Well, of course, as with any other place in which there's mass evangelism, people had no idea of what the word of God was all about. There had to be adjustments made. And people actually saying, you know, you shouldn't do this. And maybe you shouldn't do that. And maybe you shouldn't think about doing this or that. And that's all well and good. Many times religion takes advantage of that by creating standards that are basically religious. But on the inside, that motivation of righteousness, which pulls you away from iniquity and away from sin, as it strengthens in you, that work of sanctification begins to manifest. Nobody has to tell you to quit doing this or quit doing that. Nobody has, nobody has to put a rule upon the wall that says, thou shalt not. Because the law of God is not written on an outward stone or an outward parchment. The law of God is written in your heart. Many people just through ignorance, they come into the to the body of Christ and they and they just really don't know they don't have a full uh, 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 understanding of the scripture uh, they're just kind of maybe coming to church they got saved and they're, they're just kind of looking around wondering what's going on and, and they go back home and they still struggle with the temptations uh, many times of uh, of their old lifestyle uh, their flesh has habits in it their mind has certain ways of thinking but still it is the act of the human will that helps cut that off when it is empowered by the work of God's sanctification. Listen, anybody, anybody can become a Christian. This is a very simple truth, but it's very profound. Anybody can call on the name of the Lord and be saved. And anybody can live the Christian lifestyle. I have found out, you know, a lot of people say, well, you know, I really can't. I've gone to a couple of churches. I've been saved. I've been filled with the Holy Ghost. But I, I tell you, I just can't live that lifestyle. That's because you're not ever, you've never lived it. Uh, you've never really relied on the power of the Word and the power of that Spirit that's on the inside of you to do that work of sanctification, which sets you apart from everything that is in this world and this world system, gives you a new view, a new vision, a new way of doing things, a new way of living. And I have found this out. My life as an unbeliever, my life as someone in rebellion was so much harder than my life is now. It is a hard life not to serve God. You say, well, I, I see a lot of people look like they, uh, look like, looks like they're having a, a great time serving the devil. You, you're not seeing everything. You're not seeing everything in their life. You may be seeing a, a picture of a, of a party or a, or a concert or something and think people are really having a good time, but you don't see what's going on behind the scenes. You don't see what's going on in people's lives, marriages, families, and health. You don't see all of that. The enemy's not going to show you that. They're just going to show you what, they, what, what, what he tries to project as the good time, the good feeling, the good way, but in the midst of it, it's just a lure. It's a hook to pull you into unrighteousness, which literally destroys. We love you. Live that sanctified life. Let that work of sanctification be strong in your heart and you will never regret it because it will produce holiness which will cause your faith to explode, your vision to expand, and God will give you assignments and blessings so that you can live what Jesus calls the abundant life. God bless you. We'll see you on Thursday and Friday night and we'll wind up and conclude our teaching on sanctification. Thank you.
will praise you. 